Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversation of Change, the podcast that features social entrepreneurs that create inspiring and positively impactful work. My name is Karen, and I'm a change maker with Make the Change, a social enterprise in Singapore offering learning programs to tertiary students and persons with disabilities. And we also offer creative services to businesses, as well as educating corporates about creating lasting impacts and attaining their targeted CSR goals. So for today's episode, we'll be talking to uh, Tomo Hamakawa. He's the managing director and founder of Earth Company. Based in both Japan and Indonesia, Earth Company is an impact-driven social enterprise that offers transformational support to change makers, and they also deliver inspiring educational programs, provide consulting services, and they also manage the next generation of eco-hotel in Ubud, Bali, called Mana Earthly Paradise. So hi, Tomo. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, could you just give us a quick introduction about your company before we jump into the questions? Great. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity, Karen. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here uh, as part of this podcast. My name is Tomo Amakawa. Uh, I'm originally from Japan, uh, but I've lived in many different corners of the world. Um, my wife and kids and I currently live in Bali, Indonesia. We've been here for about six and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife, Asuka, and I started Earth Company just as we were moving from Tokyo to Bali six and a half years ago. Uh, and we, we started Earth Company to really support amazing, inspiring change makers uh, in the Asia Pacific. And we mm-hmm. call them impact heroes. Uh, and from that program, a uh, few more businesses have developed over the years. Uh, and as, as you have described, we, we run educational programs, we do consulting services, mm-hmm. uh, and also the, the most recent uh, social business that we started is the uh, Mana Earthly Paradise, which is an eco-hotel based in uh, Ubud, Bali. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, that was opened just six months before COVID, uh, which is oh. ba- basically the worst time to start any <laughs> business, but especially a, a tourism business. But uh, yeah, we, we really can't wait for this pandemic to be over and to be able to um, welcome guests from Indonesia and other parts of the world. Right. You know, I know you're super passionate about education and today um, the main topic for today is sustainable education in schools. So I know um, previously you spoke to my colleague Pedro and then he mentioned that you guys have launched a sustainable education program with UWC, which is United World College in the Japan campus. Uh, I also tried to do some uh, research, digging around to know more about it, but I can't. I couldn't seem to find the information online. So perhaps you can let us in on what it's all about. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why you couldn't find anything because we we really literally kicked off the process last week. Uh, mm. We haven't made anything uh, right. available online yet. Um, so this is part of our. Um, initiative called Operation Green. Mm-hmm. That's really, um, it's, it's, it's been around for a couple of years. Um, but what we're trying to do is basically help organizations along their sustainability shifts. Right? Okay. So or, it's the, I think the environmental case for organizations to become greener, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. adopting renewable energy, you know, conserving water, you know, doing better with their waste management, all these things. I think mm-hmm. the environmental case is, is, has never been stronger, right? And right. now the business case is getting stronger by the day, you know, in terms of branding, 
uh, in terms of engagement with uh, employees and customers. Uh, and also in the long run, a lot of these sustainability measures can also reduce your uh, operational costs. So there's mm -hmm. also a direct um, financial benefit as well. But we've been doing, we've been promoting these things, um, these measures uh, with companies, mm -hmm. schools, uh, as well as local governments, um, agencies in Japan. And the most recent partnership that we've just started is with UWC Isaac mm -hmm. Japan. Uh, mm -hmm. It's an international school that was started several years ago uh, and it's based in Karuizawa, uh, just a couple hours outside of Japan. And uh, the reason why we, we were able to, to form this partnership is because there's a group of students studying there at the international school um, from all over the world, right? Literally, mm -hmm. I spoke to 10 students from, um, from the school last week, and they were from, you know, from Bhutan, from oh. Peru, from, um, from Estonia, um, mm -hmm. you know, different parts of the world, and also, especially from Asia. Mm -hmm. And these these students are super passionate about making their school greener, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and and we ourselves have this uh, initiative called Operation Green. So we started to work together. Uh, and what we're trying to do over the course of the next several months is really to identify, you know, what can the school do? What can the mm -hmm. campus do in terms of um, making it uh, more greener? Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, so we just yeah started that process, and we're really excited to see what can be achieved um, at that school. Right. So is it more of like a plan for the school to be more sustainable, or is it more of like a curriculum for the students to learn more about sustainability? Yeah. So it's more the former. It's not integrated into the curriculum ah, okay, yet. Okay. Um, so it's really kind of an extracurricular activity that the students are engaged in. Uh, at okay. the moment. Um, but what we're thinking about uh, in the future is more the latter, mm -hmm. is to make this into uh, part of kind of environmental education. And I think a lot of schools, you know, all over the world, they're looking for this kind of project-based learning uh, in order to really engage with sustainability issues. And we think, you know, what better way to learn um, these issues and challenges uh, and complexities yeah. than, you know, to actually try to embody them at the school itself. And so the school, the students can see, you know, how much water the school is using, how much energy the school is consuming, you know, how much trash yeah. the, the school is generating, right? And it's, I think mm -hmm. it's really about, you know, visualizing the data and yeah. seeing how things can be increased or decreased over time. Right, amazing. Because um, here in Singapore, actually, sustainability is on a uprising trend and a lot of schools, uh, you know, polytechnics and universities, they're offering new diploma courses and even degree courses on sustainability. Mm. So I think it's really exciting that you're working with UWC on this. Mm. Uh, and then on that topic, um, I understand that you guys have been delivering educational programs since August 2015. Mm -hmm. So um, if you could tell us a little more about what you first launched with and how has it developed from there? Sure, sure. Yeah, so when we moved to Bali, you know, six and a half years ago, um, and what we found here was really an amazing set of, you know, sustainability focused organizations, you know, social enterprises engaging in social innovation, you know, and so we were really inspired by just the sheer number of organizations working in this, 
you know, working to make this world a better place. And we thought, well, we, we want more people to know about this, right? You know, Bali is, is known as a resort destination, right? People want to come yeah. here for vacation. Um, but, you know, one, they're actually, you know, to kind of hidden side to all this. You know, there are, you know, social issues, there are environmental issues that are caused by the tourism industry. And also, you know, somewhat connected to that, there's also a sort of a, it, it's, it's, it's becoming a hub of social innovation. And so we really wanted students and young professionals to see that side of Bali and to be inspired by what, you know, what, 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 what they can do uh, towards making, you know, the, making the world a better place. Right. And so we started off slowly, as with any, any social business. Uh, we started off, you know, in partnership with a travel agency called HIS, which is one of the biggest in Japan. Mm-hmm. And we created the study tour program that anyone can join. It was really a B2C uh, business where, you know, individuals can sign up. And we also started to work with, um, with universities uh, that want to offer kind of SDG, you know, field study mm-hmm. program. And so we would receive, you know, these uh, students, you know, 20, 30 students at a time. Um, it can be a few days or up to the, the longest we've run is about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then really go around to different um, social enterprises, to different uh, innovative examples and then to stimulate discussion about, you know, what's great about these organizations, what are the challenges, mm-hmm. and also, but, you know, most importantly, like, how can they, as mm-hmm. students, as professionals, really do something about these issues? Right. Great. That sounds amazing. Um, and I know one of your programs, Diversity Voyage Online mm-hmm. in Bali, currently yeah. has seen over about 200 participants to date. Yeah. And uh, I think you guys just completed this year's batch with students from both Japan and Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah. So can you just um, share with us a little about what was covered, like some topics that was covered? Sure. Uh, like in a nutshell, some pointers for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So some of the, um, the, the long-term partnerships we've had um, in terms of you know, university programs is one is with, uh, with an organization called GIFT um, mm-hmm. in Japan that works with Toyo University. And Gift and Toyo University have been running this program from Diversity Voyage in six or seven countries in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think as a whole, they've had, you know, 1,500 participants or something like that right. um, to date. And we've been, you know, Earth Company has been hosting the, the Bali um, programs. And we just finished the seventh uh, program mm-hmm. here in Bali. And what we do in these programs is really to... Um, uh, you know, really promotes um, cross-cultural dialogue, right? So it's not mm-hmm. just Japanese students or, or students based in Japan to, to participate in this, but we also get uh, a number of Indonesian participants to join. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really learning from each other as well as, you know, us providing contents uh, on sustainability and social innovation. Another program that we've done uh, recently is with uh, Osaka University uh, mm-hmm. and with uh, Indonesian participants. Mm-hmm. And so just to give you a little bit of a um, little bit more detail on what happens yeah. is um, in the program, we focused on our eco hotel, Mana Earthy Paradise. You know, we started about a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. this hotel is really trying to be as conscious, as sustainable as possible um, in, in every way. Right? right. And so we're using solar energy at Mana. We're um, 
harvesting rainwater and filtering that water so that our water self-sufficiency is high as possible mm -hmm. and not contributing to you know the issues of water shortage in in bali mm -hmm. we also use this you know um a technique called earth bag houses in order to build our villas uh, we also have a farm to table concept um in our restaurant so mm -hmm. by providing you know a lot of ideas on how how a property or how a mm -hmm. business can be circular and sustainable, we were um, encouraging students to come up with their own, you know, circular business ideas. Um, and so it's really um, think, uh, pushing um, the students to think about new ideas, uh, new possibilities uh, within their own, own projects or within their own, own research. Right, so it seems like this uh, Manor Hotel is a living example, case study for your students right. to draw inspiration yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, and I just, exactly, yeah. I'm curious to know, once these students have embarked more in depth on these little projects, is there, uh, is there an opportunity for them to actually really find some funding or execute the projects that are more feasible? Or is it yeah. more of like a learning just just for learning yeah i mean i think they that, that that'll be that's really the ideal scenario is to have kind of a long-term engagement with these you know participants mm. so that it doesn't uh, it doesn't become like a one-off thing right right and we've uh we've had that kind of um post uh post workshop uh sessions um mm. in some programs uh, it really depends on you know, the design of the programs um, and yeah, so we've, we've been able to do that in certain programs and but not in, in other programs. And um, yeah, and, and what I want to do is really to, to be able to engage with these participants in the longer term uh, and to yeah, help them in you know, improving their, mm. their proposals, improving their projects, you know, trying to connect them to, uh, to funding um, and then really right. to start doing these uh, projects, right? It's really... Yeah. The best way to learn is, is by doing, right? And exactly. it might it might sound great on paper, but unless you actually do it, you won't learn um, all the different things in which a project or an idea can go wrong. Right. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a really important aspect of, of this learning. Right. And um, since we have a little bit of time, you know, I'm just curious about your hotel. Mm. Um, what was I mean, this was the first time I've heard of an eco-hotel. Mm. Uh, was there any other uh, hotels that have, have started up before you guys? And how do you even think of this idea? Or where did you draw inspiration from? For Yeah, yeah, yeah. great question. I mean, the, the motivation behind Mana Earthy Paradise was actually our educational programs. You know, we were okay. hosting groups of these students. And before we had our own accommodation facilities they were staying in in different guest mm, houses or okay. hotels that weren't particularly sustainable right and so we didn't feel good about that we kind of felt this dilemma or this contradiction right because mm. during the day we were talking about issues about sustainability mm -hmm. and social innovation but at night you know through their you know their accommodation facilities maybe they were contributing some of the issues or problems you know in bali yeah. and so you know, we, we really felt like these educational programs had value and mm -hmm. we wanted to be consistent in, you know, practicing what we preach. And so mm -hmm. we started, we wanted to start our own hotel that really embodies the values and vision that we believe in. And in terms of, you know, eco hotels or sustainable hotels, mm -hmm. there are actually many uh, 
in the region and also in the world. We were definitely not the first. Um, this has been done in, you know, for decades. And we're just, the, we're just the new kid on the block. And our, our job is really to learn from uh, these pioneers who've been doing this for decades. And in Bali, there, there are a few others um, that have been around for, for a while. And we're, we're good friends with them. Um, we're actually uh, going to go stay at one of them okay. um, next, next weekend uh, <laughs> to, to better understand how they operate. And, mm -hmm. um, and interestingly enough, so we started this initiative called Asia's Next Gen Hotels. Uh, okay. It's a monthly video series mm -hmm. um, that features uh, next generation hotels in the region. Mm -hmm. And so we started this in January. Um, and we have two episodes um, released. One is uh, one. The first one is on Mana, so it's okay. it's kind of a self promotion. <laughs> but then the second one is actually a property called Palamacha, uh, just off the coast of Jakarta. Uh, and then the third episode, um, featuring Nikoi, uh, is actually just um, a boat ride from Singapore uh, mm. that will be released in the next few weeks. So these are short, you know. Uh, videos under 10 minutes um, that really capture the, um, the sustainability essences of these properties. All right, cool. I think I'm going to check out those um, videos that you just mentioned. Yeah. And we, uh, we were just taking a look at the hotel website, looking at all the wonderful photos. <laughs> and I was telling Pedro, you know, we should really take a company retreat someday mm. when this pandemic is over. Yeah, and immerse yeah. ourselves in one of your sustainability programs. <laughs> yeah, please yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> that's really the idea for, for, for that as well, for the property mm -hmm. as well, is to be able to receive that, you know, to be able to host those kinds of retreats. Um, right. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing you in person. <laughs> and um, finally, before we end off, you know, uh, I mentioned previously that Singapore has been rolling out new green courses because there's a growing interest in polytechnics and universities. So what shift do you hope to see in the educational landscape for countries like uh, Singapore and also in Japan and Indonesia where you're already working very closely with them to be better advocates for sustainability? Mm. Yeah, great question, Karen. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I think the one of the most important uh, concepts I think mm -hmm. in sustainability or kind of environmental education is is humility okay. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's at the end of the day you know we are as, 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 as a species as a society can only survive and thrive when there is uh, when there is really uh, kind of natural environment that mm -hmm. supports us right right and we have to kind of get back to the basics you know get back to that to, to the roots and to understand that we cannot control or conquer our natural environment and we really need to live with mm -hmm. and also to pay respect to um, the, the our natural environment and i think that's that's a really important concept and i think you know the much of education for the last you know several decades has really been about how can we you know through technological innovation can really, you know, control or manage our natural resources, and I think it. I think we we're at a turning point to understand it, that that's really not the, not the not the right approach. You know, and we really need to be more humble, more modest about um, our reliance and dependence on 
on this. And in order to, to, to live that, we, we need to change our attitude, change our mindsets. Um, right. So that would be, yeah, one thing that's, that's really at the core of, of all this, I think. Right. Well, thank you so much, Tomo, for your insightful sharing. We really appreciate you joining us today. I think, you know, for me, the main takeaway would be what you just shared, which is, you know, going back to to the roots, because I think a lot of the times, especially when sustainability is is all the hype, people do it <laughs> to be trendy sometimes, you know, and we really forget why we're doing this. It's, it's to protect uh, where we're living in, yeah, the earth. Um, so thank you so much for that reminder. And um, lastly, to our dear listeners, please head on to our website at makethechange.sg. For more information on how we do business for good, you can also check out uh, Tomo's company's website or hit him up on LinkedIn if you're interested to connect to find out more. And stay tuned to the next episode of Conversation of Change.